This is a Snow Day podcast mini, a short conversation about whether we think climate change is an election issue or not. It's the tail end of a longer pod we did on climate change. But with the upcoming federal election, we thought it was timely to get this little bit out now. We've all agreed that we haven't made big changes in our life. We're having a full conversation. We're saying, I feel like the changes I could make are like pissing in the ocean because they're so small. Changes have to be at a higher level. What we can do is use our votes in the direction of trying to make those changes. Being that we have a federal election coming up in whatever it is, two and a half weeks, the logical question is, you don't have to talk about the way you're going to vote, but do you think that the issue of climate change will affect the way you vote personally? And do you think it will affect the outcome of the election and general voting? It doesn't affect my voting. I think that it will affect the voting. Uh, I think it's, a, it's enough of an issue. You know, I have a pretty, other than the municipal, provincial politics, things that affect me and my community, that's kind of where I, my vote uh, my vote comes in is, uh, you know, where, where does it affect me in, in the community? Like, where yeah. do I see change? Yeah. Uh, I have a very pessimistic view on the federal front. I find out that it's just who's going to fuck it up worse. So, but it, because it's an issue and because it's every single, everywhere, everyone's talking about it, I do think it's going to have a massive uh, effect on the vote. Maybe not massive, but definitely a swing, uh, a swing effect in the vote generally. Yeah. It's the whole reason why I wanted to talk about this. I think for the first time, maybe not this election, but I think elections that go moving forward as you have this uh, cohort of people that are getting drowned by information and opinion and their values. And some of it is lies and some of it isn't true and sometimes hard to decide the two. I, I think the people that are coming through the pipe, uh, you know, you're born liberal and die conservative. So. I think the social conscious of the youth coming forward and that will become voters in the future, I actually do think they'll sway. Uh, and I wish there was like an economic Greta. Like I wish there were, I wish there were twins where one could say this, I'm the social earth conscious, but I'm your life economic conscious. And can we, can we marry the two? So that there's some middle ground because one of my problems is that there's just increasing polarity uh, mm-hmm. in our political system. Like you can't have a middle ground anymore. And I push one way because less pushes harder the other way like on purpose. <laughs> yeah. like, and we do that yeah. because we know each other. So for sure, it's not going to affect my vote at all. Zero. But I think that people who care more than I do, and that's legitimate, actually will start swaying things. And my vote will become less relevant. Hmm. People like me. Yep. People who have privilege, I think, will have less effect. I think. Over, over time. Interesting. For me, in a very similar vein to what Steve said, this doesn't affect my vote at all because if you did sort of, you took a high level look of how do you decide who to vote for? I think you start with the most important issues to you and you check those boxes and you go down the line and you hope that the further down the line boxes all line up. You never get to check all your boxes or you usually don't get to check all of your boxes with a single vote. Um, For me, social issues are much more important than economic issues. And so my vote is always cast, or at least at this stage of my life, is, is cast on social issues. And this, I guess you could say, maybe I'm using bad terminology, because you could say that this is a social issue, or at least becoming a social issue. But in the course of this election in Canada, it is painted as an economic issue. I will take the opposite side of the argument that George just said. I don't think that this issue will affect this election in Canada at all. I think that this election 
is the dividing lines have been drawn. I think you have a percentage of the voting public that identifies as whatever term you want to use, conservative or right to use the broader sense of conservative, not the political party. You have the percentage of the population that views themselves as liberal or left. Those dividing lines in society today are more driven by social issues, where you stand on things like LGBTQ rights, women's right to choose, immigration, xenophobia, those things. That's what's dividing our population into two halves increasingly. And uh, I think it's unfortunate that as sort of tying into what you were saying, George, that it's very hard to find a middle ground Right now in Canada, there's one, you know, you've, you've got an entire side of that argument. They're all falling all over themselves to try to act as though they have a better environmental platform. Really, there's probably no difference amongst any of them. They're all super vague. Uh, and then you've got the other side that for reasons of rallying the base and reasons of other things, just take the opposite stance and say, we're yeah. not going to have a, a platform in that direction at all. Yeah. When a middle ground is clearly what's needed. Yeah. And I think uh, that's sort of the sad state of politics in, in general. But I also think that there's, it's, it's unfortunate that um, in a lot of those arguments, things get blurred together. Who even mentioned pipelines, you know, like you, there's such an issue and argument over pipelines in Canada and whether you're for or against pipelines can be for so many different reasons. Like I'm, I'm, I'm definitely trying to be more climate conscious. I have no problem with pipelines. Once you've decided collectively, we're going to take oil out of the ground and we're going to burn it, whether you put it on a truck or a train or put it through a pipe to get it to where it's going, I think is a very secondary yeah. decision. But in Canada, in the sake of the political argument, everything gets put into one pot and you either have to be all for this or all against that. And that's the dividing line. And that's why, you know, George and I have a fantastic text back and forth where we take the piss out of each other constantly on those on those issues. Partially for fun and partially, I think, to keep the conversation going. To shine, it's good to get checked. Mm -hmm. It's good to get checked, yeah. And to shine some light of, fuck, this really sucks that we're in this situation, right? Where we agree, we probably agree on 90 to 95% of societal issues. Right. And wouldn't it be crazy if the 5% we didn't agree on had to be the defining issue between us. Like, it's kind of a weird thing, right? But sometimes in politics, that's what happens. Well, that's why I think it'll affect it because I think the chance of getting a majority government is getting less and less because mm -hmm. I think they'll split the vote. That's why I think it, it will have an effect. Not if you vote liberal or conservative. I think it's if you'll vote NDP or green. Yeah. I think I, th I think it affects. It. I think it's going to be a minority government as well. It looks it looks quite likely. Yeah, you know that we're headed to a, a minority government yeah. on one side or the other, which which is maybe the best thing for these things because it means that no side gets to fully win. Yeah. And when you talk about you have to have a balanced plan yeah. moving forward, you have to balance your social consciousness with economic interests. Well, if you have two sides fighting that have to get agree in a in a, in a minority situation, maybe that's the best way. Typically in Canada, that's not what we've seen. We've seen minority governments be able to get very little done. But we've also had a majority government for the last while that's not gotten very much done on a lot of issues either. So the whole political argument has kind of stalled. Yeah, and we're, we're sliding into what we talked about for another pod, which I think would be interesting to do after the election. And really yeah. what we had talked about doing was one on what makes you choose how you vote. So not yeah. specifically how did you vote, but yeah. why did you vote that way? And you're sort of fading into that. It's yeah. You know, do I care about a pipeline because it's going to be in my backyard? Like, you know, is this cutting yeah. caribou traffic or, uh, you know, is this going to make my commute worse? What was worse? the most important Yeah, well, and, and when you vote, is it 
because you like the person, like yeah. they or came the to your house or, or the party, party. Yeah. or yeah. strategic. So I think I think yeah. it'd be interesting, especially after the election, There's to maybe talk about that for the party. Yes. Well, one hundred percent, right? You should and see where that goes. Well, and it's and it's interesting too because. You, you could say that there is no defining issue in this election, because I'm pretty sure like when you look at the national polls right now, conservatives and liberals virtually tied at about 34 percent of the of the popular vote. Pretty sure that's about what it was four years ago. It's pretty close to what it's just been probably for the last 10, 15 years. Yeah. All these things change, but people generally, no, I'm conservative. They come no, back I'm to the liberal. line. They come just, back. Yeah. Everything comes back yeah. to the line. So it's it's an interesting, and I think it is a very interesting conversation, maybe for another pod. How yeah. do you make that decision how, of how to vote? How do you choose? To put a wrap on on the last question, and I think maybe I, I can almost wrap up, is this a defining issue? Is it an issue for the election? It's not for me at all. And I feel like I maybe represent, even though it's my shtick in the pod, yeah. the, the every man. So I'm really not nearly as interested as you guys are in federal politics. Just, it's just not my personality. It's, it's not in my life. So I feel like for it to be a defining issue, the parties would have to reach out and touch people like me. There's a lot of people in our country who probably have put as much effort into this as I have compared to you guys. And so this hasn't really come to me as an issue other than hearing a little bit about the protests. But even then, no single party even found me through Facebook you know, to put up an ad saying, hey, you know, you should vote NDB because we're or whoever. Right. So so I don't think it's a defining issue because the people like me haven't heard about it. And you really, Mendel hasn't been to your house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the big heavy hitting issues of this election in a very short campaign have been whether or not wearing blackface was acceptable 20 years ago, whether or not it matters if you're a dual citizen, you know, like whether or not, you know, she was ever an actual insurance broker, like all these like just. Well, and the funny thing is I only knew about two of those and, and the, the dual citizen thing I saw in the news last yeah, night. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? like, these are literally what we're talking about. We're not talking about policy. My best friends, through thick and thin, we've always been together, we're four of a kind, having fun all day, piling around and laughing away, just best friends, best friends are we. We don't care how you vote, but we hope you do. That's the end. You probably found us already on social media, but if not, at Snow Day Pod, tell your friends. We've also got an email, snowdaypod at gmail.com. Send us a voice memo, maybe we'll put your voice on the show. Thanks to the rest of our team, Social Media Todd, Producer Mike, and the secret weapon, Shannon Bisson.